Welcome to Growing Up Boomer. I'm your host, Padre, with my co-host, Cotton. And this podcast is dedicated to the life and times of the baby boomer generation. The show is loosely scripted, and sometimes we'll go down rabbit holes, and where it leads us to, one will never know. This podcast can be informative, funny, and sometimes irreverent. But most of all, we hope you find it entertaining. Hey, Cotton, how you doing, my man? I'm doing well. And yourself, Padre? Man, I cannot complain, but you know what, though? At my age, you know what I call these gray hairs? And what would that be? I call them wisdom highlights. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I got plenty of them. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, the podcast today is on the NBA and its beginnings during the baby boomer era. Very humble beginnings compared to what we have today. Yeah. (laughs) But before we do, I do have one movie review for you, man. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Jason Statham, The Beekeeper. Oh. Oh, yeah. Just came out. Anything Jason Statham Statham is in is awesome. (laughs) He is. Oh, this this was awesome. You know, and it got some bad reviews, but I didn't care. My man was in it. I'm going to go see it. Yeah, and Kathy likes him too. So he said, okay, we're going to make a date and we're going to go Saturday and see it. Okay, I am in in this uh, movie club and so I pay like $9.99 a month. But if I don't go to the movies, they roll that over so I can get free tickets. Oh, wow. Oh, and it was really good. Oh, man, he is a one-man wrecking crew. That guy is awesome. (laughs) Let me put it this way. At the very end, the crescendo, he takes on the Secret Service, the FBI, and a gang of mercenaries. <laughs> okay, is that Jason Statham movie or what? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> Cotton, I'm telling you, when it comes on, uh, when it comes on like Netflix or Prime or whatever, you gotta see it. <laughs> okay, I mean, it is just awesome. All righty. Well, hey, what do you say we get into our podcast, my man? Okay. In the NBA has captured the world by storm. The funny thing is, in the United States, each game is 1.59 million viewers. Baseball, on the other hand, has 2.44 million viewers per game. Yeah, that makes more sense, yeah. Well, it doesn't make any sense to me because the NBA is popular, more popular than baseball. Is it really? Yes, it is. But the problem is, they're up against the NFL and the NCAA football is running all at the same time. The NFL, every game brings in 17.5 million viewers. Unreal. Okay, and you think that's good. College brings in 22.6 million, so they're up against that Jeez. in the United States. So, I mean, of course, their viewership's going to be down a little bit compared to baseball. Because baseball during the summer, I mean, what is that, <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, what is there? There's nothing else to watch. About golf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong, Cotton. I love baseball, but baseball and golf is like watching grass grow. <laughs> the NBA started in 1946, but it was known as, I think it was known as the BAA, the Basketball Association of America. They had a total of 11 teams. And then they started in the, as the NBA. I believe it was in 1949, and that's when the Lakers joined in. The Minnesota Lakers, not the L.A. Lakers. 
The Lakers, yeah. yeah, we stole them from Minnesota in 1960. Oh, wow. <laughs> this was the um, uh, the lineup, the Western Division. Chicago Stags, the St. Louis Bombers, the Cleveland Rebels, the Detroit Falcons, and the Pittsburgh Ironmen. Wow. Okay, cool. the Eastern Division was the Washington Capitals, the Philadelphia Warriors, the New York Knicks, the Providence Steamrollers, the uh, Toronto Huskies, and the Boston Celtics. Oh. But in 23 and 2024, there is 30 teams now. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and get this. Okay, the first season in 1946 and 47, the player salary ranged anywhere from $5,000 to $60,000. And that was one player had gotten $60,000. Not the, like it is today, but yes. Oh, yeah, but it, we'll get there. The annual income of a household, though, was 2600 So uh, you can see they're getting big money for that time. Yeah. yeah. A new car, $1,125. Gasoline, 21 cents. A gallon. Uh, <laughs> now, yeah. okay, that's a start. Let's jump to the 25th season, 1970 and 1971. Average player salary, $90,000. Average house income is $6,497. <laughs> a house costs $25,200. A brand new car, $3,742. And gasoline was 36 cents a gallon. Jeez. <laughs> now the 50th year, 95 and 96, average player salary, $2.2 million. <laughs> Annual household income, $35,492. Wow. A house was $140,000. Mm -hmm. A new car, $15,000. And gas was $1.23. All right. I'm glad you're sitting down because once you hear this, uh, this, is, this is the 75th season, 20, 2021 and 2022. Okay. Are you ready? Average player salary, $8.8 .8 million. Uh, <laughs> now, of course, you know, that the average salary, uh, okay, because you got some guys that are making big money and you got other ones that are not making oh, so yeah. much money, but still. The average. A rookie coming in to the NBA will earn $953,000. Wow. Now, if you were a first-round draft pick, you could earn as much as $9.2 million. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, that's why they're living in them houses in the hills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, annual household income at the time was $79,900, a house uh, about $269,000, a new car, $42,000, and get this, a gallon of gas, $3.30, not in California, baby. We would kill for $3.30. <laughs> you can always add a buck twenty-five to a buck fifty to that. Yeah, you know. that's terrible. Oh, yeah. We would kill for 330 here in California. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about the 50s, when they were adding more teams in the NBA, was the most competitive 
championship series in all its history. Really? Oh, yeah. Five times they had to go to the seventh game. Five times. Oh, yeah. And Cotton, you know basketball is near and dear to my heart because it's the only sport I ever played in high school. I had one friend who was uh, about the only white guy in the school, right? But he was tall, like me. And, of course, with, with my fair skin, I looked like I, <laughs> I looked as white as he did, <laughs> okay? And mm-hmm. he comes up with this head idea. He says, you know, he said, maybe get more attention from, from the girls if we got a letter in a sport. And I said, uh, well, you know, I said, what, what, what do you want to do? And he says, why don't we try out for the B team in basketball? I'm 6'2", and so is this guy in a mm-hmm. Hispanic school. Okay, so 6'2", oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, so the B team? Okay, I would have been a star, to be honest with you, because I just had mm-hmm. to hold up the ball, and it was like Lord of the Flies. Everybody's trying to get it, but nobody can reach the ball. <laughs> they were so <laughs> short. You know, and I, I just get by the basket, boop, pop it in. Oh, golly, I, this is, this is going to be a piece of cake. The JV coach sees me and my buddy. And he says, I want those two guys on the JV team. Uh-huh. Cotton, I was horrible. Horrible. Because <laughs> you got to remember, for the life of me, I couldn't get in front of a class and make a presentation. That's how I didn't have any confidence. And that's the main reason why I got so many demerits in school, because I just wouldn't go up in front of the class and talk and make a presentation. And when I did, I'd go, you know, I'd freeze, mm. believe it or not. I, I would just freeze. So the guy gets us. And... School only has so many uniforms. <laughs> so we have to wear our, our workout uniform. Not the uniform for the team. It's just a workout. It's just a white white jersey. <laughs> That's how okay. bad we were. And there wasn't, wasn't many guys on the team. There was like nine guys on the team. Mm-hmm. All right. So I want a uniform. That's it. I'm just, I'm just horrible. I am just a horrible player. But I am tall. So I look around and I see the shortest player, right? Because you know, okay, I'm gonna. Go. <laughs> so you can challenge the player to the uniform. Uh, I win just because of my height. The guy that I win the uniform from was so humiliated he quit the team. <laughs> That's how bad I was. <laughs> he oh, wouldn't play wow. anybody else. He says, "If this guy beats me, I've had it." <laughs> and, he, and he was pretty good. He was a good shooter and everything like that. It just was, uh, hey, I was taller and I could block the shot and, you know, and, and and make the basket. I didn't have to worry about him blocking me. I just got to get close and pop it in. But I couldn't play in front of people. Really? Practice, oh, I worked really hard at it. I says, I'm going to be good at this. My buddy, on the other hand, breaks a bone in his foot and has a cast and he becomes the manager of the team. So all he has to do is pass out towels and get a letter. so what ends up happening we start playing and the coach the coach tells me you know what i am going to put you in i says you really made an improvement and oh boy i got my chance right we go down it's near the end of the game and of course we're winning okay we ended up taking the championship that year we only lost one game and that was a game i wasn't there and i told him because they were coming in and sitting on cold benches (laughs) you know (laughs) so so the other team's doing a fast break, and they blow the layup. I got the rebound, passed it out, so I'm trailing the the play. So in case they mm-hmm. do miss, I can get the rebound. Sure enough, the ball goes up. They end up 
trying to get this guy tries to get the ball. They end up fighting on the ground. The ball squirts out right to me. I'm going like, I got this. I go up <laughs> to shoot. It looks like I should be on ESPN. The form is perfect. I shoot the ball over the back. Okay. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. Over the backboard, I can hear the coach. Get out of there. <laughs> he replaced me right away. <laughs> and you know what? The same thing happened to me. The uh, charity game here up in Northern California mm-hmm. against the 49ers. And the same thing happened to me. They, we had like the celebrity team, regular team, and the woman's team. And they play against the 49ers to raise money for the band. We were practicing plays and running plays, and my shot was the corner. I'd get right in the corner, pop a three-pointer, boom, it's just going in. Okay, I, I couldn't miss. That was my shot. Comes my big chance against the 49ers. So I come off a screen, I go into the corner, they pass it to me. I go up to shoot it. <laughs> Looks beautiful. It goes behind the backboard. Okay, and you can hear it hitting, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> it doesn't even come close. Uh, it goes behind the backboard. And as I'm running down, I'm so embarrassed I can hear the people in the stands, bring out the woman's team. <laughs> it's oh, just embarrassing. Man. <laughs> <laughs> but I did play a good defense. I did good defense. I got to meet some pretty good people. Bubba Paris was there, and he was hilarious. And, I, bet you, uh, I bet you your coach loved you for that. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> that was my basketball career. <laughs> okay, just, just terrible. Okay, Cotton, what do you say we get back to our podcast? How about some interesting facts about the NBA? Like, for instance, the first NBA player to break the backboard was Chuck Connors. Yeah, you mentioned that before. Yes, that's, sir. That's that's a trip. The thing is, it, it was really Dawkins that really broke the first backboard. Backboard. Yeah, purposely. Chuck Connors was playing for the Celtics, and it was during the warm-up. And the guy, when they put the when they put the rim in, because they actually made them out of glass back then, <laughs> he forgot to put the pad in the middle. Oh! <laughs> so Chuck Connors <laughs> took a shot. It hit the the rim right at the end, and then it broke the it broke the backboard. Oh, oh man! So it wasn't like a mad dunk. But people know him more for his uh, thing as far as the uh, rifleman. Mm-hmm. Remember? Oh, yeah. And, you know, speaking of Chuck Connors, you know, he uh, did serve in the military, but he was an instructor at Fort Campbell and uh, West Point. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So he was a tank wow. instructor. Wow. Yeah. And he also played um, for the Dodgers, for the Brooklyn Dodgers, but it was more for the uh, Northeast Arkansas League. You know, he was brought up, but and he did play for the uh, first base for the Brooklyn Dodgers and also the Los Angeles Angels in the Pacific Coast Leagues. So, yeah, so it was pretty interesting. And his batting average was uh, 238, two home runs, and 18 runs batted in. Different balls, different bats at that. <laughs> <laughs> well, better get basketball player than he was a uh, baseball player. Yeah, but the thing was is that uh, the Rifleman was actually groundbreaking because this was a first TV program that showed a single parent. Oh, is that right? Yeah, if you remember, his wife had died, yeah, and he was raising the right. son by himself. Yeah. Yeah, remember Johnny Crawford? Yeah. Remember yeah, the kid? Yeah. yeah. He had five top hits in the uh, top 40. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he was a musician. I didn't know that. Yeah. 
His, he, his, his best one was Cindy's birthday, and it rose to number eight in the Billboard's Hot 100 in 1962. Wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, and the Rifleman. He had over 500 guest appearances with big names like Sammy Davis Jr., Warren Oates, Robert Vaughn, uh, Buddy Hackett. I mean, there was a ton of people that it was also voted the most violent show on TV. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah well let's get back to our podcast i didn't mean to get <laughs> off on, on that you know but daryl dawkins remember we it. talked about this he is the actual guy that was the first one on a slam dunk to break the backboard yeah yeah oh yeah this dude was 6'10 260 pounds 6'10 jeez <laughs> <laughs> i at your height, you might come up to his crotch, I guess. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask me to shake his hand, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. This guy was just awesome. Yeah. Then there was glass everywhere. They, the, uh, the the guy that was defending him, well, I think his name was uh, Robinson, spelled with a Z-I-N. I mean, there was he got, he got glass on his legs and arms, got small little cuts, and he had like a Dr. J afro, and there was glass in it. Really? Oh, yeah. I mean, this guy, I mean, when he shattered the backboard, this dude made sure that it was shattered. Wow. In 1979 is when the league introduced the three-point line. Okay? Oh, really? Oh, yeah. And this radically changed the game because before it was the big man. You just get a big man in the center, right? It was like Will Chamberlain scoring 100 points. Yeah. Well, he towered over everybody, just got by, by the basket, and you pass it to him, and he dunks it. <laughs> he just puts up his hand, and he dunks it. All right? But they what they did is they, that after that, I think that was in 1960, they instituted the three-second rule. You could not be in the key more than three seconds or something to that effect. Okay, so you can run through the key and stuff like that. If you're the offensive guy, you could not be in there longer than three seconds. But then they decided to do the three-point line because it was working very well in college. So they did that, and that changed the whole aspect of the game because now you had shooters out there. If the game, you were yeah. a good shooter, yeah. man, you could pop that, and instead of two points, you can get three points. I mean, yeah. if Jerry, if Jerry West had that one when he almost took the half the half court shot i think yeah. it was like in games in the, the championship against the uh celtics we would have we had the championship but all he did was tie it <laughs> 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 but that was the purpose He's of the a whole big boy <laughs> yeah and uh i'm curry for the watch for the uh golden state warriors i mean that dude's a shooting machine oh really oh <laughs> god I mean, that guy, he can make a three-point shot with his eyes closed. He is unbelievable. I mean, you know, and I'm not a Warriors fan. I'm, you know, I'm Mr. Laker dude. But, I yeah. mean, my hat's off to this dude. The Warriors, I mean, these you have to, you, you're you going to have to score over 100 to beat the Warriors. Because these guys are just dumping baskets like crazy, man. Jeez. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Then, so, there was a three-point line. When you're looking at three-point line, the distance is actually in the NBA is 23 feet 9 inches. This is the maximum. This is where where, where you're where you're shooting from the uh, uh from the top of the key. Yeah. Okay. NCAA is 20 feet 9 inches. High school and middle school 19 9 19 feet 9 inches. The WNBA is 20 feet 2 inches. And in Europe it's 20 feet 2 inches as well. Wow. 
what they have done with the three-point strategy has made complete stars out of these shooters. For instance, when you're ranking three-point three-pointers, Curry is number one with three thousand four hundred and seven points. Wow! From three-point land, <laughs> from three-point land, boom! <laughs> Where's this guy coming from? All right, the next one is Ray Allen, which has 2,973. So you can see nobody's even close to this guy, and he's still playing. Curry's still playing. I mean, this dude, I mean, who knows how much three-pointers he's going to roll up. Reggie Miller, do you remember Reggie Miller? Oh, yeah, he was big time. He, he's, uh, he's at uh, 2,560, number four. And James Harden, he's at 2,754. I mean, these guys, uh, LeBron James, he's down at number nine. Two uh, 2,266 points from the three-point line. <laughs> That's still a lot of points. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. Point leader is completely different. LeBron is the point leader. He has scored more than anybody else, and the dude's still playing. Oh. <laughs> 38,721 points. Kareem is next with 38,387. Carl Malone, right, the mailman. 36,928. Kobe Bryant, 33,643. Will Chamberlain, 31,000. He's at number seven, 31,419. Shaquille O'Neal is number eight at 28,596. And then the rebounds, nobody cares about rebounds, but I do because that's when I played very rarely. Okay, it was either center or power forward. It's only because I was tall in a Hispanic school. So they needed the rebounds and that was that's all I was good for. Okay, Will Chamberlain, 23,924 rebounds. Uh, Bill Russell, 21,622. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, 17,440. When they were scoring back in the old days, average score was somewhere in the neighborhood of 68 points a game. <laughs> yeah. Now it's in the neighborhood of over 100. Oh, yeah. I mean, and that was thanks to the three-point line and stuff like that. Unbelievable. So yeah. what I'm what I'd like to say is that as we go through, remember the humble the humble beginnings of the NBA and what they are today. Viewership is not that much in the United States, but worldwide the NBA rules. Oh. Everybody, I mean, you know, why do you think Gavin Newsom was playing basketball in China? China's their number one their number one viewership in the NBA. Really? Oh yeah. They love basketball there. Huh. And Newsom played out there? Oh, you didn't see that film where he knocked that kid over? No. Yeah, he was just shooting the ball and stuff like that. And uh, he drives he drives the lane, right? I mean, you're playing with little kids, okay? You don't drive the yeah. lane when you're playing with little kids. <laughs> this kid stood, stood his ground. Boom! Okay, I'm calling charging on Newsom. Yeah, <laughs> that was a charge. <laughs> that kid ain't blocking. He was in the he, he had his feet planted. Boom! He knocked him down. They both went down. And that's one thing. You never play basketball in a suit and uh, street shoes. You got to have tennis and, shoes on. And, and not a brain in your head. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Okay, Cotton, before we bring this one to a close, I'd like to mention a few names that I can remember growing up watching NBA basketball. First of all, Will Chamberlain, Bill Russell of the Boston Celtics, Oscar Robinson, again of the Boston Celtics. Jerry West, my man of the L.A. Lakers. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, again from the L.A. Lakers. John Havlicek 
from the Boston Celtics, Walt Frazier from the New York Knicks, Rick Barry from the San Francisco Warriors, Pistol Pete Maravich, and Julius Irving, Dr. J. All right, Cotton, what do you say we bring this one to a close, buddy? Okie dokie. All righty, my man. You have a great day, okay? You too. All righty. Nos vemos después. We'd like to thank you for listening. i leave you with this one quote from Michael Jordan. I can accept faith. Everybody fails at something. But what I can accept is not trying. Until next time, may God bless. <laughs>